What's happening, everyone? This is episode 10. We finally made it. Double digits. Yes, we had to even cheat and put two episode nines out. Because <laughs> we weren't ready. This is a big deal. This yeah. is a big deal. Yeah. Episode 10. We're here. Euros. It's all going down. We're going to talk about everything. Yo, we're, we're back face to face. I think that, that really means something. Um, That's dope. Um, yeah. we've, been, we've been, what, we've been Zooming the pod since like what episode at, three or four at least all of may oh, man. i miss this guy uh, this has been a really good episode we're just flowing just recapping these incredible euros yeah it's been it's been fun even just to like talk when we do a little warm-up we're just talking watching right. highlights like it's just not the same but but yeah i think we just really get into it and it's one of those like less structured episodes where we just kind of say what's on our mind and keep going and stream we just keep yeah it just connects you keep going so quick shit and you know look man just because the euro zone just because it's summertime international football does not mean we're not paying attention to the transfer market yo these motherfuckers be sneaky out here somebody called the cops on manchester united all right go we go talk about it though yeah let's get into it to me real quick Yo, foot in mouth, I don't know shit about soccer. <laughs> the only thing I think I'm, I'm the only thing I think I'm doing well with is Italy. Everything else just down the drain. I Bro. This feels like a bracket of March Madness. I thought <laughs> see, in, in one sense, I'm with you. Cause I'm like, damn, my top five look kinda good right now, but at the same time, I told you about Belgium, bro. I gotta get into it. So that makes me feel like I got big brain out here. You did, <laughs> like, did talk about Belgium and their old guys. I defense. didn't even put them however, in the top five. Bro. However, the game was really close. Like this was a hard fought game. I, I told you Belgium was gonna try and out Italy, Italy, but Italy was just this is a different Italy, man. Yeah. No. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting because who did they play before Belgium? Italy? Yeah. Um, Because I remember watching that game, and I was like, yeah, they look really good defensively, but they don't really got much going forward for them right now. No, man. No, no, it was that game, though. Like, that specific game, the one game I chose to watch, like, they were kind of struggling in the attack. And, uh, but yeah, and then after that, it seems like they've just been on fire. Yeah, I want to say, um, they... I think it was oh Austria, yeah Austria actually ran them really. Close. Yeah, it was, wasn't it tied? Wasn't it a tied um, game? No, Italy ended up winning. Oh yeah, um, but Austria. Yeah, because Chiesa scored a beautiful goal, and then yeah. they scored something else after. It was a much Pelotti, game. I think, or somebody scored. But uh, but um, but Italy, like again, they they're playing this new style where they're pressing, they're attacking, they're going at people, trying to get goals. It's just interesting because, like, the gimme parts of our top fives yeah. were what busted. Just all, I'm, and I, it's I'm, like, I love it, though. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I kind of I kind of like that. Yeah, it's, I do, I do such... wish there was some more star power, though, in this. Well, how do you feel about France not getting that, though? Well, I, think, okay. I think they should be ashamed. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, think, I think they should they should be, like, hanging their heads and being like, we got to show up for the World Cup. France was definitely a tale of two sides I think I think France was um it it was two sides to the same coin where they looked so good they looked so confident they looked so assured and almost like a machine when they were attacking but they never really clicked out of gear mm. and 
you always get that nagging feeling after a while. Of like, yo, when are you going to return it all for real? And they did it versus Switzerland, but then they took their foot off the gas. Right. Um, I'm not, I can't, I mean, I can't fault Didier Deschamps because with his lineups, because as much as like, I don't give a fuck about like Lucas Soko and shit, and I don't not understand why he didn't bring Teo Hernandez. I think he's done a pretty good job with his, his lineups. And I feel like this guy took off Antoine Griezmann, his best player. You never do make that mistake. Never make that mistake. But he did. He took off his best player, and all of a sudden, France didn't look like they were really generating anything. Obviously, Pogba could could connect with Mbappe and Benzema, but all of a sudden, Benzema was seeing less of the ball, I feel like. Um, I only got to watch, like, one France game. I don't even remember which one it was, but... Uh, they were underwhelming. Though. Yeah, underwhelming as hell, bro. Like, and then this is the same France team where, before, like, pre-tournament stuff, I was saying, oh, this is the best midfield in the tournament. What? Like, all that. What do you mean, what? Oh, no, no, no. Right, bro. Whether it be Toliso or Rabiot or... Soko, like it really doesn't matter, bro. They're stacked. And then the attack, you know, I started off with the attack. I was Jeez. so I was so hyped to see Benz. I mean everyone was hyped oh. to see Benzema. Mbappe, it was gonna be beautiful. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. It, it, feel, it feels so good to watch Benzema go off against Switzerland. Right. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, they were they were so par versus Switzerland, but a couple guys did their thing and Benzema was one of them. Oh yeah. Oh. Well, hopefully there's more of that to come. I mean, hopefully, hopefully he's fit to play like the sub role for France in the next World Cup. Because just the way he works with Mbappe, the way he could create space for Griezmann, the way he could kind of read off of Pogba's passing and shit. But yeah, France and and Switzerland. I I mean, I don't know. I'm just I'm extremely disappointed. Nah, shout out to Switzerland. They bro, they look so good. They looked really good against. Shout out to Granit Xhaka. Yeah, he had a really good game versus France, and um, he was all right versus Switzerland, but he wasn't like, I mean, versus, versus Spain, but he wasn't like you know the same level. I do want to say though, like, yeah, that Switzerland side is just like super underrated. I think, um, I don't know how bro Spain. I don't know how Spain lucked into bro to Spain. Be, Spain is like, you know, in cartoons, like when that character's just kind of like dancing along like yeah. the edge of a cliff and just <laughs> narrowly escaping death. Con- like that's Spain, bro. So I don't know how Spain is just stumbling along, failing, falling upwards. over their feet, like head first into the mud and right. then somehow advance every single round. It's crazy. When it looks like it's like, oh, the Spain team's trash. There's no way. Like this, they just look dead at times. Then they put up five times. <laughs> then the ball gets to their attackers, and then like all of a sudden, like I mean, we were, we were both talking about um, uh, Ferran Torres and like how that guy's just a unit, and he's just like they don't need Adama Traore out there because Not really. they have Ferran Torres and Jordi Alba already carrying the ball. So, yeah, and what's Adama Traore really gonna do for you in terms of scoring goals? <laughs> I mean, he'll put in a good pass, but like, oh man, <laughs> okay, that's a word we gotta explore. At some point. <laughs> a 
<laughs> what, you think Adama's a goal scorer? No, he's not. That's kind of the thing. Um, that's kind of what I'm nervous He's, he's got great delivery. If like, Liverpool want him, I'm kind of nervous for that because... Yeah, he's linked with every they, big club, bro. You're not actually going to get they him. They got to give him... They got to teach him how to finish. They got to give him... He's just like... I'm never, ever, ever... To me, that makes him like a mid-table player until he gets that like killer edge. I, I can kind of see. I can kind of see. Him. Like, what's separating him from from Danny James besides the fact one's like way bigger? Being, I can see him filling in for the Shakiri role at Liverpool. You know, uh, if Liverpool can get, because Adama Traore would get way more time than Shakiri would, just because he has such a brings such a something so different, which is speed, and Liverpool has the passes for that. <clears throat> so I think. I think he would have a role as a sub until he learned how to like solidify the end of his game, which I feel like working with Salah and Mane, you have to improve, you know? So I don't think he would be a central player. I think he'd be like a replacement on the wing. But anyways, that's a whole different thing. We don't need to talk about all that. <laughs> uh, he, he hasn't even played for Spain yet. Fuck so bro. Whatever. Yeah. He, um, he don't deserve the, the podcast time. <laughs> do you think... Do you think? Do I think it's coming home? Oh. It's coming home. Football's coming home. It's good. It's it's, it's glorious, man. Um, it's glorious. Yeah. Okay, I'll say this again. England big did. brain Nick Solo out. I mean, hey, okay, <laughs> hey, give it up, live it up. So I can't believe that England looked so sad. So I don't want to say satisfying, but they looked so. Complete versus Germany. Here's they here's look, they look so here's what final. I'll say about England is I'm so again it's very fitting because it matches the way we, I did like my top five predictions where it's like the stuff I thought I knew yeah. did not happen <laughs> like and, and the, the stuff I magic. thought like wouldn't happen is like completely is completely happening um in the sense with England. They are stacked with attacking talent, and they only win with 1-0 Sterling goals, and their defense <laughs> is incredible. They haven't yeah, given up a goal. goal. <laughs> like, they're, they're impenetrable, bro. They're, it's rats. People are mad about the double pivot, but it's clearly working, right? Like, the full yeah, the, the, the two, two CDMs, they're furious. They're British people are furious. Oh, <laughs> they're I'm so mad. Uh, I'm like, yo, even, if it's working for you, like... Even fucking Pickford looks like a... Like yeah, a, he looks pretty, a, a pretty good decent. goalkeeper for once, which is kind of crazy. Um, but Shout out to Harry Maguire. I got to praise him for this Ukraine game. It is only Ukraine. <laughs> so let's see if he can do it against Italy or so. But um, he looked incredible. Uh, John Stones, of course. Yo, this Ukraine game was, was kind of crazy, though. Yeah. Like, trust me when I say, yeah, obviously England dominated the game. But every time Ukraine had the ball and they did their little link-up plays and yeah. quick one-twos and they hit him with these counters, it looked beautiful, like beautiful passing, perfect first touch. I was like, I was very surprised with how impressive this Ukraine team moved as a team. Like, so, okay. so, it, was, it was dope, bro. I mean, they're not going to show you that in the highlights. It's just yeah. annoying, but, okay. um, but yeah, I, I mean, in the gen- most general way, like, England dominated. I can believe that with Zinchenko and Yarmolenko. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, they got some good hold-up play, guys, some good link-up. Like, they can really not. Zinchenko might actually be a, a good coach. I know he's part of that wave of former players becoming Yeah, he probably needs to prove it again. Yeah, but, but I mean, uh, could be. 
a national team is a good starting point for sure. I think international football is basically played at the same pace as like Italian football. Yeah, pretty much. Which I think is why um, I think is why the Euros kind of are a good sign for Roma and Jose Mourinho and getting. Yeah, dude, I think I think this could be it for Jose. This could be his I think redemption look, tour. I think he's gonna. Well, I think Greta Xhaka is gonna look good. In, in I think he's gonna look he's good too. A lot more space, a lot more time yeah. to actually think right versus making rash decisions a lot more time to versus being prepared right. head on the swivel know where you're going before you get the ball right ever heard of it right <laughs> dude um, i don't i'll never understand it but yeah he's gonna do good in it he's yeah. gonna do good especially um, seeing how well he did in the euros spain do not get past italy that's a fact i mean i said spain wasn't getting past no. the last three games but, <laughs> so like, italy italy nobody expected italy that's exactly facts. Nobody so expected Spain to do anything. Well, no. but, Spain, but Spain definitely have flaws. Italy might have some flaws, but you got to outplay Italy. Yeah. Right? You just play the either best them at their traditional game or somehow find a way to play through the press. So the thing about the Italians is that like all of their players are super professional. What I mean by that is that like they cover every single base in terms of um <clears throat> in terms of gamesmanship, in terms of um in terms of Making sure balls are cleared in terms of defense and time. like, like the block that Spinazzola had on Romelu Lukaku versus Belgium was ridiculous. He he blocked it with his ass, but it was because he made the right proper on. recovery run and he and he completed his run. And it's like every single player on Italy was doing extra and working harder for the man next to him. So the Bel was it the Belgium game? I'm trying to think. Yeah, it must have been the Belgium game. Um. Yeah, like that. That was the one game. I actually, I think that might have been the game where I was like, "Italy look unstoppable." No, uh, what was the score? I'm trying to remember. Two, uh, two one. Two one. Oh yeah, this was like yeah because they yeah they went up two zero. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, bro, they they look good. This was they looked really good. That second half. This this uh, was a battle. The second half, Belgium really came out. Like yeah, for it, but De Bruyne, De Bruyne was going off, but um, my man was injured. I was getting a little nervous. I can't lie, but I was like, "This is exactly what I needed. This is exactly what I needed." The reason that was such a good game was because it was so hard fought. Yeah, like, low key, that's facts. That's that's all the Italians need is to like really just get bloody and to get like to to start fucking scream. This is Sparta and all that kind of shit. As soon as the blood starts boiling. They started. They stepped up even another notch. Italy, Italy looked really fucking good. I think Italy probably have to be considered the favorites at this the point. Italian winners, holy crap! Chiesa. Here's something to think about though. Both semifinals and the finals are at Wembley. No, oh my god! So they just gave everyone. They just gave Wembley the whole. I guess sh- so. Shebang. Yeah. <laughs> Wembley gets the glory, and oh, England so has something to say about it. Yeah. Now, okay, so. Last semi-finalist that I think we kind of are ignoring is Denmark. That's so, facts. We are look, ignoring them, look, and that's on us. Denmark <laughs> look good. Every game they look really highlights good, yeah. that I see with them, they look really good. And Which is crazy because I gave up on Denmark. Yusuf Poulsen, like I, these are, yeah. I gave up on Denmark because that first game, like they look bad. And maybe that's because of the Christian Eriksen incident. But, it has. Um, I'm trying to remember what happened in the second game. I, I, they snapped. Like, 
Did they snap? They, no, or was the third? They snapped in this whole time. Yeah. Like, they, I don't think they've had to go to penalties once, in my, as far as I can remember. I'm going to cut that out if it's wrong. But <laughs> they've been snapping. Um, they, look, they look good. You know they who else doesn't have to go to penalties? Uh oh, England. Yes, sir. Because <laughs> if they England do, it's wraps. Nice. It's over if they go uh, to penalties. They've been saying that for a decade, bro. Right. <laughs> I see, and that's the thing. I'm and then the little image of Cristiano, like nineteen-year-old Cristiano Ronaldo, pops in their head. Yeah, they have almost on the same level of professionalism that Italy do. It's just that like everyone's a lot more surprised, but like these guys are going at people. Yeah, they're going crazy. They're playing fearless. They're knocking heads off. They're playing any type. They're, they're playing really exciting football, which is crazy to think about because you're just in Denmark. Like, oh, the yeah, games. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but they look good. Um, are they going to beat England? I don't know. However, I think this is if – how do I say this? This is England's hardest game by far this entire tournament is going to be Denmark for real. However, damn, bro, foot in mouth, England look good. Yeah, kind just, of. That was the other thing I was gonna say is solid. At the very they look they look really good defensively, but but in I don't know they're kind of underwhelming to me. Like, um, like yeah, they they're good in the sense they always seem to find a way to get the result, and they have like pretty good structure and they're organized well. And but it's not like it's not that England flair like Jack Grealish, Mason Mount, like Sancho attack. We were oh. all expecting. Foden, like all these creative guys just knocking the ball. It's it's like yeah, it's it's not that it's not that flashy kind of shit we were expecting from England this tournament. They don't really dominate the ball like that. Um but they just kind of find little ways here and there. Which that's fine, like that's like that's what wins you, but that's what's kind of annoying is that like these the teams that seem to have a lot of firepower are all playing this weird, super conservative double pivot shit. I mean, all the all the teams from the group of death. That's a really good observation. About that the fact that the entire group of death is out. Yeah, it's crazy. crazy. Um, everybody who has the fire, England, Loki don't like. Nobody expected Italy to, but like I guess the only ones that have been really maximizing their attacking potential were like Denmark, Italy. And Belgium, everybody else is kind of just you know surprising people. Going, I mean, Czech Republic was going off. Shout I wonder if uh, I wonder if Harry Kane starts snapping though. Yeah, he does. You um, think so? I think he just had two had two goals today, yeah, and he had a goal, yeah, last, goal game. last game. And with him, it's like <coughs> he's gonna he's gonna yeah he's gonna go nuts. He's he gonna was, go he scores poor once. Denmark. <laughs> he scores. He scores a bunch. Um. Shout out to Raheem Sterling with that beautiful dribble. Shout out to Raheem Sterling game. for carrying this fucking team. Yeah, it's crazy. And getting still slandered for it. Right, <laughs> yeah. And it's sad because in two games, he's already tied now for the Golden Boot with Harry Kane. And you know everybody's Harry Kane's in to win the Golden Boots. Oh, he's bringing it out. When they, when they beat Germany, it just sucked because it was like, like Sterling scored that. Sterling scored the first one and Kane scored the second one. And Lo and behold, Kane is on 11 of 12 of the tabloid magazines where Sterling couldn't even be on the front yeah. pages when he when he was the only one scoring, you know? No, Sterling but, Sterling gets painted as a – Sterling gets kind of painted out to be like a dead player, like yeah. like predictable. That's what I was trying to think of. It, he, he gets – he gets there's this narrative now that Sterling is like this super predictable, like ineffective attacking player. I'm like, bro, when I – when I see Sterling, though, 
I see fucking Roadrunner, bro. Like, this dude goes 0 to 100 in, like, 0. 0.6. <laughs> like, it's Every it game that Ingram played, Sterling is surrounded by four guys, at least. Like, every time he looks to break away, he gets surrounded by four dudes at the very least. So, I did, like... And it, he still doesn't lose the ball. He still does shit. <laughs> like, he still gets the ball off his I, feet. I would love to see him kind of be on the receiving end of a lot of the creativity now, just because you do have players like See, Mason that's what I loved, though. Like, I loved watching City when they had Sterling playing as, like, a number nine yeah. or a or a left winger that was super central, and he was just a finisher, making runs, like, finishing chance. Like, I was like, this is dope. Like, this is Sterling. Well, I want to see it's, it's crazy. Topping merchant, speed merchant, pace, whatever the fuck they want to call him. He's always going to get slandered, but shout out to him. He's my... MVP of England so far. Um, I will say Harry, Harry Kane's already on three goals. If he ends up winning the Golden Boot, I mean, you know, he, he might have to get it. Um, Sterling definitely should be MVP so far. So far, and, uh, I think so. I like, yeah. I'm, I'm a little annoyed that Jaden Sancho had to sign for a British team to even get a look in. On the national team, yeah, that's kind of to finally start. That's kind of blatant, you can't, right you, there. Yeah, that that type of timing is it's not good. So I don't I don't care what Gary Southgate says. Clearly, he prefers his players playing in England. Um, but with that being said, I'm really excited because Jaden Sancho is just a different type of player. I'm not excited that he's going to Manchester United. The thing about Jaden Sancho is like he's such a different type of player. Like he's a he's a winger, but he's like that. He's like that rare winger that's a goal scorer, a chance yeah. creator. He can cut it on his left. He can. He's as comfortable cutting inside as he is on the touchline. I'm not happy about him going to Manchester United, and I'll never wish you know I'll never wish bad on a player's career. But I'm kind of hoping he does that typical thing that good players do when they go to United, which is regress and then <laughs> and then get sold. Immediately get hella good <laughs> as soon as they leave. Yeah. I kind of want him to do that. Um, shout out to Lukaku. Shout, shout out to, to Alexis Sanchez. <laughs> shout out to Di Maria. Shout out to Di Maria. Shout out to Shout out to Paul Pogba in a little oh, bit. Oh, in a little bit, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm telling you. Hey, shout out to... No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to get wild. I was like... But, <laughs> but um, Sancho just brings something different. And again, so does Jack Grealish. It's crazy because... I was going to say, Jack Grealish is probably the second... Best you, player you so far. Wonder, you always wonder, like, how many different variations of attackers you can use. By That's now. what I was saying, bro. This shit, like, it is incredible. You have too many options. Like, and, and it's like, you got the, like, Jack Reels could play on either wing and a can. Like, soccer could play either wing. Yeah. Like, all these guys are interchangeable. Like, Sterling could play on either wing. Yo, your guy, Sokka, is, I mean, I mean, look at, I mean, it's kind of crazy because Talk at first I thought you were kind of, it was a little bit of hyperbole, but yeah. like No, he's that guy, bro. Like, he's well, that first guy. First with Arsenal, I thought it was hyperbole, and then he looked really good with them. And then now with the national team, when he, when he was playing, he was like the most dynamic England player. Gary Neville said at halftime, Sokka was the best player to have. He, he or I was, think he was him and Rio or one of them. He was breaking some. He was tearing up some side of the field. Sokka is just he's just he's a legit. winner, bro. He's, he's just one of those guys that if he's in your team, things are gonna go well. He's legit. I can't wait until he um he proves don't himself even, to be a good player. Don't even say it. And then becomes marginalized in English media. 
reasons, obvious reasons. Anyways, okay. are you gonna talk um, about him transferring yeah, to no, Liverpool no, or some no, shit? No, <laughs> no facts, not. The um, thing about Saka though is he's such like a, he's such like a, I don't want to say bubbly, but he's like this like warm, like always smiling, joking around, nice. like yeah, yeah, super nice, like super good kid. Super yeah, so yeah. Maybe, I think maybe the English media might run with him because yeah. he's super like marketable to kids. We'll see, we'll see if he, he can pull off in a soccer's gonna break. Even he's gonna Mbappe break social this. boundaries and football boundaries. Bro. Bro, even Mbappe is getting hate, and he's like the most like like not watered down, but he's like the most sanitary, clean athlete in soccer right now. He kind of. I mean, he gets villainized. I mean, in terms I, of what I mean, he does, he does nothing wrong. Do you do you think do you think France? Do you know there's an issue with France? Like, I mean, obviously, so, saw the breakdown with Rabiot's mom and Mbappe's dad, but apparently, there's hella players talking about like hella players that just didn't fuck with Mbappe after that whole. I haven't I haven't heard too much about this. I I want to like look into it more. Yeah. Um, but it, I wanted to bring up the point that you made. When we were talking about our top five predictions and we were talking about France, you said the only thing that could go wrong is if they, like, within themselves, yeah, start um, breaking each other up. And that's, yeah. like, the downfall they could have. Because like, we were trying to come up with any possible situation where like, France would France lose. <laughs> and they fucking lost. Man. They fucking lost. And, and I think, I don't know, uh, maybe it's an oh, internal sure. thing. Maybe you're, maybe you're onto something there. Those statements that Mbappe made about Giroud, like, before. The shittiest story. What did he say again? He was just like, yo. Well, Giroud said, you know, um, Giroud definitely sent a shot at Mbappe. He was like, yo, I want to thank these players for passing the ball and, you know, having assists and shit. And Mbappe, you know, rightly took umbrage to it. And he was like, "Uh, excuse me, like, you could have said that to my face. However, Mbappe said that to the media. And he was Mm. like, yo, yo, he didn't say nothing to my face. And everyone was like, okay, cool. But then he brought it up again, like, a week later, and he kept talking about it. Okay, this is kind of weird, um, and it definitely seems like there's like some fucking heat happening inside of the, of the locker room because it seems as though Pogba um, had an issue with Mbappe, and then Pavard had an issue with Pogba, and then Benzema versus Giroud is like a whole thing, and then Mbappe clearly sides with Benzema, and it's it's fucking not, which probably yes. makes sense because they're both half out. Well, they're both Algerian. It's a messy situation, man. It's, I don't know. Like, but it's only the French. Like, oh, but you know what? Okay, speaking of the, of the rest of the people who got knocked out, the Netherlands. Okay, Yo, so, okay. Let me, let me. Go. The Let's Netherlands? See. Let me just say, I know I picked them number three. Do I regret it? No. <laughs> Not at all. Not one bit, bro. Just because Delict has one stupid-ass moment where he wants to handball. Well, they had a beautiful one-on-one. Malin could have scored. Right. Look at, look at how fast the Dutch imploded. But people were criticizing the coach, bro. I mean, I mean. It wasn't really like the I mean, team just arsenaling it on the field, you know? like. Well, because, okay, Fred de Boer. A David Luiz moment, really? Like that's how we're going out. <laughs> and then like, you saw how the rest of the team was capitulated, and then no one was brought on that really seemed to be a leader. Um, the Czech Republic had a had a beautiful game plan for Gini Wijnaldum. The guy made ten passes all game when he's their main creative hub. 
Bro, they I couldn't think do shit. Deserves what? Little criticism for not coming up with a with a backup plan. Bro, when they went down, Amanda, they was rats. They couldn't so, do shit. But this is so okay. This is so fucking weird, right? What is it with coaches getting substitutions backwards nowadays? Where real quick tangent, right? What is with a lot of these coaches getting a lot of their substitutions backwards? Where if a coach falls behind, you'll see you'll see him bring on. A defensive coach. Like, are you, are you noticing this a lot more now where if a team falls behind, the coach brings on a defensive player instead of an offensive player? But then, now, like, now I'm seeing, well, at least with DeBoer, right? DeBoer doesn't deserve all, like, he deserves, like, some of the criticism, some of the blame just because, like, the squad and some of the tactics. But, like, honestly, the way they capitulated, Czech, Czech Republic had a game plan for Netherlands. And basically the Netherlands didn't come up with a plan B, like at all. Yeah. Frankie de Jong started complaining. Gini Wanaldum, as good as a player as he is and as critical as he is for the Netherlands, he's not a, a loud leaderish type. Well, I mean they're missing Van Dyke. He's, he's clearly missing Van Dyke. So so now you're losing you lost your two biggest leaders in Van Dyke and Delict. Gino Alnado's a quiet guy. Maybe Memphis Dubai can motivate, but he's a forward. DeVries, bro. He can... Mm, DeVries not really a... Like, like another, another... Like, DeVries not really a, like a vocal center back, really. I think that's more Milan screening off for Inter Milan. Anyways, the Dutch. Apparently, you know how they're always considered, like, the, the maidens? Like, they, they're always... The best team to never win a final. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> the cursed uh, Dutch. Yeah, apparently most of the reason that it happens is actually like the same squad situation. Like they always just capitulate. Like their squad like apparently it's usually down to like like friction um mm-hmm. in the squad. I guess maybe our our interpretation of them in twenty ten is like, you know, a bit different because they weren't really together and they like fought their way to the final. But I mean, I, I don't know I don't know, man. Like Apparently, that's like what happened to France is what usually happens to the Netherlands. That's something I was never aware of. Um, I always just thought they lost because they just somehow always lost. In the final. I feel like the I feel like the Netherlands have like historically never had a defense to what defense? Yeah, mm, they had. Yeah, they never really. I mean, I think De Boer is probably like. I feel like they've most, always been like top heavy. Yeah, and and midfielders and shit because the. Yeah, actually, top heavy is correct. I want to say Frank like, DeBoer. During the Wesley Schneider times, you had, like, Huntelaar and, and um, Percy. Yapstam um, might be another really good defender that they had. Um, there's probably someone. Even Clivert. Dude, yeah, the Netherlands have had hella, like, attackers. Hella attackers strikers. Country. Like, hella number nines that were just Total amazing. football, right? Um, they, they're built. They're, they're just built to attack. Attack, attack, attack. And that's so weird, man. The Netherlands just went out on such a weird note. Um, okay, so real quick. So while the Euros is going on, bro, have you noticed that there are, like, like things are happening in the club scene? Bro? Yeah, like, yeah. Don't I really that. want to talk about this, actually. Um, first things first. I'm a little nervous for what I'm hearing about with Manchester United. I'm willing to admit it from a purely sporting perspective. They just got Jaden Sancho, clearly, because that's why he's starting for England now, apparently. Um, they have Paul Pogba. They have Bruno Fernandes. They have Edison Cavani signed to another deal. They have Harry Maguire. 
All they need is a center back, and they're being linked with Raphael Varane. Yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, right. Terrifying. Glad, glad we have the same idea here. And it looks as though they want Eduardo Camavinga from Ren, who would oh, be wow. a really good. Does that mean Pogba is out the door though? Well, yeah, that, that's that another Pogba right there. Pogba, but he's he's a lot more defensively minded. He does a lot of the same shit. Pogba. He's does. another Pogba, bro. He, he's he he's likes, incredible. He likes to tackle and shit. Like, mm-hmm. He he fell into that number six. That's the thing. That's the only difference between him and Pogba, is Pogba's the eight. And Kamavinga's now a six, and he's really loving being a six. The only difference is Pogba plays an eight style, and Kamavinga plays a six style, where Pogba likes to push forward, and Kamavinga kind of sweeps from side to side. Kamavinga will still push forward in the same way. He's a lot more aggressive defensively. Kamavinga looks really complete to me. Like, I think whether he plays more as a six or an eight now, I think he's naturally going to become an eight at his age. He's naturally going to become an eight and he's naturally going to become Paul Paul. Yeah. Like he is incredible. He's so complete. All he needs now is just game time. He's linked with everywhere too. Yeah. Real Madrid Um, might want him over Paul Paul, but this this is, this is what's kind of scary. Um, If they get Camavinga and they get Rafael Varane and they, and David Sancho (laughs) works out. I mean, all they need is a goalkeeper and probably a young striker, and they're it, it's Manchester United of old. I think people need to really pay attention. Uh, one thing real quick about Liverpool, I Rodrigo De Paul already got bought by I think Atletico Madrid. So for <laughs> a player that I want, I really want Renato Sanchez. I All right, well, let's talk about it because Arsenal have been heavily linked with Renato Sanchez. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, another team. Another team. I, I was going to talk Arsenal. to Arsenal. So, let's get into what Arsenal's been Well, doing. I was going to say, um, I was like, do you want to talk about Portugal? And I was like, no, nah, not really. But I was like, the one thing I did want to say about Portugal Renato is Renato Sanchez has been linked with. For he's been linked with Arsenal, bro. And he, him and James Madison, and they've both been like teasing shit oh, on their Instagrams. James Madison. James Madison, I would love to get James Madison. Um, Renato Sanchez, too, though, yeah. next to party is that's the that's that the sounds dog. incredible. That's the thing that was crazy is Thomas Party could even be that playmaking six, yeah. While Renato Sanchez is that defensive eight where he's progressing the ball and he's running through motherfuckers, but he has enough natural defensive wits about him to where he's not letting motherfuckers get past him. He's big. I think it's dope strong. just if they do like a like they're both defensive sixes or defensive yeah. eights kind of together, like a combo kind of like balls on yeah, your side. I think it's like deep midfield it's like if oh if party has the balls like balls on your side, Renato tucks in, it's switched on the other side. Thomas Party tucks in, like they just balance each other out. It's if they can learn to play to each other's strengths like that, like well, okay, let's not let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Again, like I said, I want Liverpool to get him yeah. mostly because I don't. Okay, not even because I don't want Arsenal to get him. Because I don't want Manchester United to get him. I don't think you're going Manchester United. Bruh, can you think of if they replace Pogba with a guy like Renato Sanchez and they get the same commitment out of Sanchez as when he plays for Portugal? Wait, let me let Portugal. me say a little bit here real quick. Okay, go on, go on. Let me talk about my my good old Arsenal football club that I haven't I haven't you know I've, I've stayed away for a couple of weeks on the pod, but I need to talk about this. Yeah. Bro, the William Saliva situation pisses me off oh, so much. Just give him a 
Don't say that. Don't do that. Just keep don't do that. Eyes. No, don't do that. He wants to be an Arsenal player, though. He doesn't want to be a Liverpool player. He would have signed with Liverpool. He signed with Arsenal because he wants to be. He wants to be an Arsenal player. He's he's only this mad. Apparently, he has support because we're taking care of him. How do you know that? You haven't watched him. <laughs> you don't know that. I've watched, I've watched you don't know that. For, I watched him play for Arsenal preseason. I watched him play for a couple games for Sonic team. I'm pretty sure he either. I'm pretty sure he just went on loan to Nice or Ren. If I'm. He went to Nice. He went to Nice, and Nice has a, is has a history of having. But really you didn't watch him. You didn't reason. watch him. <laughs> Bro, how am I gonna tell you all this shit about me? So don't wind me up. Okay, so um, nah, bro, but he like what's no, no. I I want him to play. No, like I want him to play so badly, bro. Like everybody wants. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. Because <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. He's so he's going to Marseille though for a loan. Oh my god! Just sell him so we can have him. I can you okay. What's crazy? That's like me being like, hey, bro, just sell us, just sell us Curtis Jones, bro. Just sell him. He'd be perfect for us. What? He'd be perfect. Okay, 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 okay. Bro, if we, but but here's what I want to say. Huh? They're not going to buy William Saliba, bro. They're not doing it. They're not doing it. Arsenal are not going to sell this, man. You don't get it. We're not just hold on, <laughs> but the Ben White situation. Oh, uh-huh. I I'm like I'm only against it if we don't buy a center mid because of it. But I've been looking into this guy more and more, and I've really I really like fuck with dude, man. Like he he's kind of that ball playing center, but he's gonna be that David Luiz guy for us, I think. Like he's a really good distributor of the ball. He even played as like an overlapping. Right center back, like he's, he's good. He's surprisingly really good at this whole passage. I'm kind of excited about it. He looks like he could he could rival John Stone. Him and Gabriel, like I'm kind of really excited about seeing they're that partnership. Gabriel, bro. They're gonna play Gabriel. What do you Are mean? You sure? Yes, of course they're gonna play Gabriel. What are you talking? Well, Gabriel is like our best center back, and he's the left footed center back in the back four. Him and him and Ben White. But so here's what I'm starting to think is maybe signing Ben White gets rid of somebody. No, maybe it means we're gonna play a back five. Mm, that is the meta. We're we're seeing that all over the Euros right now. And then maybe Saliba gets bled in next season. <laughs> uh, you're realistic, and then you always say some fantasy shit. That's all. That's um, not a fantasy shit, bro. It is, bro. It is. Fantasy shit is you thinking you're getting Mbappe. How about that? Nah, well, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, think, I think that's right, fantasy. Right, right. Okay, so look, so look. One team that's really... Okay, let's just talk about... I just want to say something real quick about Real Madrid, right? So, Manchester United look like they're going to buy Rafael or get Rafael Varane from Real Madrid. If Real Madrid are smart, they're smart they sell Rafael Varane before the, he goes for free. I say they give. I think Real Madrid sell Rafael Varane to Manchester United on the cheap, and in exchange, they get Paul Pogba on for a cut rate price instead of Manchester United just losing him for free. And then I also think 
Sergio Ramos going to PSG. I don't think that really has anything to do with Real Madrid, but I think Real Madrid try and somehow facilitate, excuse me, facilitate some type of swap. Whether it doesn't have to be like outright transactionally, but in terms of like roster, I think they want Kylian Mbappe for letting Sergio Ramos go to PSG. They're not letting him do shit. I know, I know. But Sergio Ramos whole, said, "Fuck y'all." Hopeful part of me right here because I'm like, I think, hopeful, I think Real man. Madrid is is about to try and get both Pogba and Mbappe. Um, but speaking of PSG, I just want like, I think they are the ones kind of building the Death Star this year, not Chelsea. Manchester United. Well, yes, Manchester United, but PSG. So, um, you know how Kylian Mbappe doesn't want to sign an extension. And then, what did you say the chairman of PSG said? Oh, well, that was before. I think that was before Mbappe said he's not going to sign. But he was like, we're never going to sell Kylian Mbappe. And we're never letting him go for free or some shit, right? I don't know if they said that. I think they just said we will never sell Kylian Mbappe. Well, he's about to go for free next year. And I think think they have to sell him. They'd be well, they're trying to build nonsense. one last Death Star right around him, even if it's for half a season. Why? You have they Neymar. Brought, you can just find another way, no, man. Like, no, come on. But look, they've made it to two. You got to cash out, bro. You cannot lose Kylian Mbappe for zero. They, you cannot do that. It's not worth it. It's not worth it, bro. I you need to get, get at that. least 60 mil for him now if he's I going next that. year. PSG are doing some weird shit. So, look, they, so this is what I'm saying. They're grab, they grab Sergio Ramos, who's like a clear winner, born winner. Hope in the hopes that he he lifts the team to actually learn how to win instead of turning into babies like they did um during this Champions League run. Then they brought in um Gigi Donnarumma, who was who's that's been true. That's a great signing. Who's been incredible for Italy this this Euros and is clearly about to be a backup to Keylor Navas for at least a couple of years, which is kind of crazy. Um, and then they brought in Gini Wijnaldum, who. I mean, that's true. That's to, a big chance. It already goes without saying what type of player he is. It's hold on. I think they brought in. They brought in one more guy. They have a great spine. That's for sure. They, but they, what? They, but the thing is, up. Kimpembe and Marquinhos were probably the the best thing that was happening with PSG in the yeah, Champions League. That's what's kind of crazy. So why? I don't know. The Ramos thing. Like, yeah, get if you can get Ramos, you get Ramos. It makes sense. But at the same time, it's like you have such a good thing going. Well, with those I two, I think he, I think he's there for the locker room presence and the, and the like. You know, well, like, but he has solo. to play, bro. Like, he's gonna be making guap. He's that's Sergio Ramos. Well, like, think, you can't not more, play him. I think Marquinhos and Kimpembe are a little more injury prone than we might be paying attention to. I think they are. I think Marquinhos is also being played in D mid a lot more than we realize. So yeah, I think I think for some weird reason PSG. Think that well, they're they're basically like reinforcing their entire squad finally, and they're finally strengthening their spine. But it's it's like they have literally what a half a season to see if that works before they can actually sell Mbappe for a certain amount of money. It doesn't it doesn't make sense what they're trying. His to do. value goes down so much though in that six months. Like to me, you have to sell him this summer, bro. Because at six months, it's like okay, we'll wait six months. Maybe that is it's what not they're that doing. Maybe that is what they're doing. Because you cash out, bro, and then you go buy Holland or some shit. See, I don't know. If, but I don't. I don't, I don't think, think so. I don't think so either. He, but have, he's more ambitious than that. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. There might. You never know who's gonna come up next, best young striker. But one guy I want to talk about, dude. Andre Silva went to Leipzig. Oh yeah. What oh. the hell? Like, uh, <laughs> what? Hey, hey, man. Look, 
Leipzig have a smaller following than Eintracht Frankfurt, but like that's a do they? Yeah, I think they I think Leipzig probably have a bigger following. No, I mean Leipzig is the most hated team in Germany. Oh, for real? Yeah, like, I'm just do. getting into Bundesliga. Yeah. Frankfurt's kind of Frankfurt's kind of a I don't know, like they don't have a huge following from what I've seen. They're just kind of like a mid-table like team. Maybe that's the thing. That's the thing about the Bundesliga. So I call it Bayern Liga because to make fun of Bayern, but it's actually like the most popular, like popular. Like, they have the most fans at their stadiums at any given time. Like, their average attendance is, like, over 20,000 more than the UK's. Like, and they, they sell out every single time. So, like, when I talk about fandom, it's all, it's, like, feet on the floor. Right. Don't nobody around the world talk Germany. No, yeah, I, I feel like the Bundesliga has some of the most purest, like, fandom. Yeah, they do. Like, they, they take care of their fans. They care about the people fans. People are going to think... <laughs> people getting shot out here bro right. <laughs> no it's, we're yeah, recording on the third of july right. so some people yeah, just getting the warm-up in but, um, yeah you but, know slash it's fed so you never actually know but <laughs> but uh yeah i mean the bundesliga i don't know that's kind of why i'm getting into it though is because it is so passionate it's 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 like a really good league it's just that the fact that they have a, a, a specter like yeah. Bayern munich hovering over them right making Before sure they can get as strong as they should um but Anyways, man, um, geez, I've been loving the Euros. Have you? It's a good time. Uh, for what I can watch, I mean, uh, it's coming home. That's all I know. I'm <laughs> hey, catching the final. Oh Italy, Italy, England's going to be incredible. I'm excited for that. Italy uh, will probably win, but. I think Italy. Shout out to Italy my boys out in London. See, look at this guy. I already trying to choose out the final. I think Italy beats Spain, and I think England scraped by Denmark. Oh, I think there you go. You picked the final, too. No, 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 no. But um, I don't know. I, I'm excited to see, man. The Euros have been incredible. I haven't been watching a lick of Copa America. I, I'm, I don't Bro, I feel it. kind of bad. I, I like don't. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck. Oh, I want to get into more, like, like North America, nah, South man, America. MLS is coming back, too. I'm not tripping, bro. Yeah. Seattle Sounders is out of here. What are they, 11-0? Killing it. Man, we're doing our thing. Shout out to Hassani Dotson. Saw oh, the engagement. Yeah, That's bro. sick. <laughs> Yeah, that's you, man, bro. But yeah, you know, hey, Blue Thunder. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's all we really got. This was kind of just a, this was a out on the balcony recording. You know, man, we had, here on the balcony. you got all kinds of noises you heard back in you know the background. Saying, the trees right here, looking you know, at us, raccoons. It's a vibe. Us, you know what I'm saying? But that's 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 pretty much all we got for you today. We'll be back. All right, guys. So this has been episode ten of the Bonus Boys. Thank you for joining us. This has been your boy Vin Scully, no AKA today. <laughs> Nick Solo. I can't think of nothing right AKA now. AKA, it's coming home. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming home, man. Watch the Italian Mafia steal that shit real quick, though. We'll talk to y'all next time, man. Peace.